Blessed you, Adonai, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and has commanded us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Please, Adonai, our God, sweeten the words of your Torah in our mouth and in the mouth of your people, the family of Israel. May we and our offspring and the offspring of your people, the house of Israel, always know your name and study your Torah for its own sake. Blessed you, Adonai, who teaches Torah to his people Israel. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, King of the universe, who selected us from all the peoples and gave us his Torah. Blessed are you, Adonai, giver of the Torah. Amen. Amen. Tonight, my desire is, is not only to go through what I found to be a very cool verse, um, but to try and minister to the folks that may be feeling a little like they're in the caboose uh, when it comes to the Hebrew and the analyzing of Scripture. So, if you're feeling that way, this class is for you. Not this but, but this class is for you. Jeremiah 6 and verse 16 seems to be an extraordinarily popular verse in Christendom today. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths and where the good way is. And walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. And I brought this up last week or the week before or something like that. And I thought that I had a fairly good idea what the ancient paths were and I was questioned. I will not even mention which progeny <laughs> questioned me. Because it's Mac. Yeah, I could have been wrong. I think you're standing in front of the camera. Not that you guys know the cameras. The two that you see are fakes. The real one. That's right. Looking <laughs> to the cat. Yeah. Okay. So what I'd like to do is, uh, is once again, uh, in light of Rob Taylor's teaching, I'd like us to tear apart this verse and see really what does it mean, and does it mean anything for us? As I studied it this week, I was blessed. And I found that there were actually some uniquenesses to this verse that I had no idea about. So, we begin with some of the key words in this particular verse. Stand, look, and ask. Verbs. Walk and find appear to be after we stand, look, and Ask. And then we've got crossroads, paths, and way are nouns that are within that, depending on your version. And finally, then ancient, good, rest, and soul. And we're going to do word studies in each one of these, and we'll give a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, then there's plenty up on the shelf there. Feel free to get up and use that. If you've got something electronic, that's super. If you don't have either, you're going to feel like a dork. So there you go. So I've kind of broken it down in this kind of indenting so that I can see where we're at. Pretty much three pieces, if you will. Stand on the roads and look. This is the English standard version. Mm -hmm. And ask. 
the ancient paths with the good ways. And walk in it. And? And find rest for yourself. So there you go. Everybody with me? Yes. So, let's take a look at the first three key words here. I'll try and impress you as much as I can with my movement of the text. Stand, look, and ask. Now, as I started doing this, I found that I knew most of these Hebrew words. And if you've gotten the latest accordance update, then you've got the mixed parallel texts. So that if you want to see the word stand in the Hebrew child's play, of course, in accordance, but then you can also see how that word was translated in the Septuagint. So you can then look in the apostolic scriptures. Presented to you right there on the screen. It's very quick, very easy, and uh, good stuff. So, we take a look at stand, and of course, this is Ahmad. So, what's the very first thing that comes to your mind? Amidah. The Amidah, or the standing, standing prayer. prayer. Yes. First, uh, yeah, the Shemoni Esrei, the 18 blessings. So, any idea? If you look it up and give me the answer, that's that's a weenie. Okay. Any idea what would be the very <laughs> first reference to stand in the scriptures? I was surprised. Yes, sir. What do you think? Uh, I'm not Take sure a guess. That's right. Take a guess. The angel at the garden. The angel at the garden. The angel at the, the angel at the garden. You know, okay, no, the garden. The, the, the angel. The cherub, the yeah. Oh, the cherubim outside. Standing yeah. outside. Angels. Yeah. Eh. No. Doesn't mention the angel standing. It's focusing more on the flashing sword turning every which way. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Anybody else? No? It's got to be after somebody fell down. Well, not necessarily, but maybe <laughs> circumcised. How about uh, Joshua? Oh, no, no, before that. Before Abraham. It's a, Abraham. 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 God? Yeah. Abraham, remember, he's under the memory and he's <clears throat> healing. <throat> Right from okay. his circumcision, and who shows up? Three guys. Three guys show up. One's got a bird from their voice, according to the movie. <laughs> and he serves them. And while they're eating, he stands by. Genesis eighteen eight. Who can uh, who can read that for me? Eighteen eight. Genesis eighteen eight. Loud and masculine voice. No one has a masculine <laughs> voice. Okay. Then he took curds and milk of the calf that he had prepared and set them before them. He stood by them under the tree while they came. There you go. There you go. Good. All right. So that's Ahmad. Yes, sir. Well, before you, I, I, I didn't know if you were going to say something else. I'm mean, just going to go before you move off stand. Yes. This is this is wonderful because uh, the remez is powerful. The that's idea, what the whole class is about. The idea go. of Abraham standing. Uh, and by the roads is because the tradition is that the reason why he was under the oaks is because he made a point of being where people would be coming past on the crossroads to, to, to basically to be hospitable and steer even when the he's you know after after being circumcised yes. as the tradition goes but in addition to that going back to the Amidah 
the Ramez to me also is back to the Talmud. And the first, the first folio of Berachot, the first thing you read in the Talmud is why we pray. And why we pray is Yossi on the road in Jerusalem, which is now in ruins. Right. And he needs to find some place to pray. And in in the story... He, well, he gets dinged for praying in the He gets praised right? for, for praying in a... For praying in a in a uh, in a ruin, he goes into a ruin because he wants to find someplace safe to pray. Right. He hears he explains it away as a dove called me in here. I heard a dove calling, and Elijah, as the story goes, says the dove calls three times daily, and it's the Holy One, you know, who's who's yeah. calling his people, his children, to pray. And anyway, in this in this response is, Yossi uses this as an argument to say, I learned two things. Number one, that we shouldn't go into a ruin to pray. And number two, I should pray on the road, even if it's a short prayer. <laughs> Amen. So stand by the road. There it is. <laughs> pray stand the by road. the road. Good stuff. All right. Ra'ah. To look. God saw that the light was good. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 4. This is the same word that Chava uses. Eve. Later on, when she sees the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and she, she says, wow, you know what? That food looks pretty good. And, of course, last week we talked about the sons of God in Genesis chapter 6. The sons of God saw the daughters of men and that they were pretty good. Yeah. Each one of them saw and if you, you'll recall, uh, back to Abraham on the last one there, um, do you remember when they realized Abraham and Lot could just not stay together anymore? They're just too big, right? we got to split. So Abraham says, you know, just look around. What, you know, you go that way, I'll go the other way. It's no big deal. And Lot lifted up his eyes, and he saw the plains, and that it was good. And Abraham the other way. Same deal. Okay? And then finally, Sha'al to ask. And this is a word. I would, I mean, re a, I mean, we've got look and see, you know, we saw the ram and all that. We've even got a portion that's almost part of the same name. But Sha'al to ask was a word, a Hebrew word that I was not familiar with or with which I was not familiar. Now, first reference. Genesis chapter 24. That's pretty late. Check that one out. Turn to Genesis 24, 47. We just actually read this mm -hmm. in our portion in the uh, past two weeks or so. 24 verse 6? Uh, 47. Eliezer is speaking. What's he say? Then I asked her, whose daughter are you? She said, the daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcha bore to him. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her arm. There it is. When he saw her, he asked. So there we go. So these words are pretty familiar, nothing special. Are we all good on these three words? So the next two I want to look at is to walk and to find. Is there anybody that can't figure out what that walk word would be? Halach, 
right? Mm -hmm. That's our that's our walk, right? That's that's how we walk out our faith. First occurrence. Actually, I don't know if this is the first occurrence. In fact, I know this is not the first occurrence. But the one that I that I remembered and checked and was the same word was that they found the guy. They found a man walking, gathering sticks on the side. Um, but that's that's uh, they found that's that's fine that's on the next one. Oh, like I didn't even put any uh, notes in here for that. One. I mean, we, we just know, right? It's just a walk. It's no big deal. Um, but to find is matzah, and I I never even heard of that. It's not matzah, which would be something completely different. No, found grace. No, found grace in the eyes of matzah. Really? Hmm. Okay. And uh, to find. I just uh, remembered the man gathering the sticks. They found him gathering sticks on the Sabbath. And it was a bad day for him. I think it's related to the Hamilti blessing. Brings four? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Joshua probably knew better than I would, but I, I think it's the same bruise. <laughs> no, the right uh, Motsi. Motsi. Lots, uh, it could be. Bring forth to find. Eh, it's probably the same root, right? Yeah, I think it's the same. But just to be consistent with uh, with my, my instruction from last week, to look at where the same author uses the same word, and then the same author uses a different word, and stuff like that. Turn to Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29, since we're looking at Jeremiah 6. Jeremiah 29, verses 13 and 14. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I've driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. That's a pretty cool promise. <coughs> what kicks off the promise? You will seek me. Yeah. You've got to seek God. The same word is used in Ruth chapter 1 verse 9. Ruth chapter 1, what do you suppose is happening without even looking? Elkanah has left the land. the land because there's a famine. There's no bread in the house of bread. House of bread right. <laughs> so he leaves the land of promise to find a promise of food. That's great. So what happens, do you suppose, in verse 9? Turn to it and somebody read it. The Lord grant me that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. How cool is that? This is Naomi speaking to the two daughters. She's sending them back. Hey, go back home. My two sons are dead. No big deal. The Lord grant that you may find rest, which is pretty incredible since it's exactly the same wording. Lord grant that you find rest with husbands. What do we know happens right after that? One chick books and one chick stays. Good. All right. So we've got a total of one, two, three, four, five Hebrew words. Are we good? Everybody know? Ahmad? 
Just one second while I switch to the English. Hmm? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. So it's the most famous thing about light and <laughs> lamp and all of that. So what's the first occurrence? This one. This one. <coughs> no, I got judges. Huh? I got judges by The first one would be David in the Psalms, wouldn't it? Because Jeremiah's over here. No, no, no. Oh, judges. Hang on. Right? Well, I mean, it depends on... I don't think it's... That's not the same lemma in judges. I checked that. It's not the same what? Lemma. Root. Yeah. Mm, I got the same yeah. word. Yeah? I didn't. Yeah. What verse? What uh, What version? The Hebrew. Okay, what is it? What's it say? Travelers. Uh, Travelers? That seems odd for paths. No, 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 not travelers. It's the highways. No, no, Black sorry. 16? Ways. Yeah. Roundabout ways. Oh, we'll give you time to get, get together here. In the meantime, 
Jeremiah can't be the first, even though it's first in the Bible. Chronologically, David comes with the Psalms before that, right? Well, in the English Bible, the Psalms are before the book of Jeremiah. In the English Bible, right? In the Hebrew Bible, they're okay. not. The prophets come before the writings. Right. But this doesn't seem like a big deal. Chronologically, David talked about this this path, right? This path. And this then Jeremiah talks about this path. I don't know. Is it this path or is it just a path? It's, it's, yes. It's, what do you got? It's, is there another it's one? Judges five six. It's people who go by the way. People who go by the way. Travelers. That's it. It's a, it's a it's like a it's a descriptive of people who are traveling. Okay. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Yael, the highways were abandoned, and travelers kept to the highways. So they stayed off the main roads and hid away. Okay. Yeah, literally. Isn't that interesting, though? That yeah. that seems like it's not the big path; it's the, the little path. The the, the path. Well, we're going to get there. Don't, don't jump ahead. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, we're going to look at ancient in a second. Uh, here and you actually have one of your other words show up there again. Halakhe, yes. or halak, right. is the noun in this case. So it's, or, or the descriptor. Walkers Halakhe netivot. So it's a plural again. So it's walking like the walkers the, of the ways. The byways, yeah. On the, on the byways, not the highways. That's right. Okay. That's exactly cool. what it's describing. Yeah. Good, cool. Highways were abandoned. Yeah. Um, in the proverb for today, there's a verse that says, The ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he watches all his paths. But Ooh. the word for paths is not, is not that, that word. Yeah, it's, because this one is very rarely used. It's uh, my I only love. found the two, and they found yeah. another one in Judges. So. That's interesting. Slow stuff. All right, so um, back to Psalm 119.105. The path. What is? How does that verse come? Your, your word is a light unto my feet, and a lamp. A lamp will light unto my path. Cool. I don't have it up. A little too. Light. A light unto my. The first one is four. I'm pulling. First one's four, right? In there. So it's Nair, Nair is the first one, and then Or. Okay, so whose path is it? In Psalms, 105, uh, 119, 105, whose path is it? Is it God's path? No, my path. It's my path. What does God bring? The light. The light. To whose path? My path. To my path. What kind of man is walking this path? A righteous man is walking this path. Let's make a note of it. We're going to get to ancient in a minute here. But we've got a very unique word used for path. It's not just any way, Derek, but a specific path. It's a narrow way, I like all right. Madra Asha Al Derek Alak Mitzvah Matzah. Good. So, ancient, good, rest, and souls are the last words that we'll go over. 
Ask for the ancient paths. What word do you suppose is ancient? Ken. <coughs> okay, that could be. In this case, it's Olam. It is. Yeah. Olam is the same. Eternal. Which is Wait, like. That's not, that's not ancient. That's like. That's like, forever. that's like forever. Okay, ask for the forever path. Wait a minute. So what does that mean? That's so loaded. First use of this word alum is in Genesis 3.22. What's the problem in 3.22? Chapter 1, we've got the creation. Chapter 2, we finished that up. Chapter 3, we've got a little problem. It's called sin. In 22, we're finishing it up, and we stick that... Angel back out there with that flaming sword. Tree of angels. Angels, thank you. And it's not the tree. We don't want them to get. Lest they live forever. Lest they live alone. To Unless be they very, live forever. very ancient. So, I'm, I'm just trying to get my arms around English wise and alone paths. Eternal. In eternal paths. The eternal paths. Does that mean they're really, really long or worn out? Could be. Or circular. <laughs> I mean, that's Didn't we see that rock before? Didn't we see that rock? Well, the thing about it is interesting is that Olam right. is also the word for world, so you have the, the, the worldly paths. We're going to need to take these thoughts and do something here. Brock, Brock actually gave me a really good image when he just said it. He said it's the infinity symbol. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. the, it's that doesn't it? it has no explanation. Almost, really. It's like it doesn't begin, doesn't end. It's a, it's a direction. Not a That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, it's I mean, I ask, ask for these forever paths. Ask for these ancient paths. Okay. They occupy both time and space. Yeah. This guy's here for like the second time. This like these people are like, oh, are these 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 <laughs> All right, let's see what we can do with good. You would have thought that the word good was tov, right? Yeah, it is. No, no, it is dope. No, no, no. <laughs> it is dope. Hold on, let me see what it is. This is Derek Hatov. Good way. Yeah, but it's not. But it's not the good way. It's not. In Hebrew, it's not the good way. It's not an objective dependent to Derek. It's a genitive dependent on way. It actually means the way. Of the good. Mm. So let's rephrase this. Ask for the paths that have been walked on forever, where the good go, or the way the good go. That's really. Now that's a lot different than what that English says. It's not just a good way, it's the way the good go. If you look at the use of the word olam in Jeremiah, yeah. I didn't look up all of them because it's actually used 31 times yes, it in is. Jeremiah. Um, but it includes references that refer to forever, like lest he be angry forever, right. 
or will he be angry forever? And then also, long ago, it's used like both directions. Ancient. So it's like it's used both directions right. there. Right, right. Good. I think I'm going to bring one up in a minute, and I, I think that'll work. Good. Or, Joe. Joe. I have a clarification question. So you're saying the good does not modify the word way. The good stands on its own and is modifying a hypothetical person. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's a genitive. Well, not, not that it's, it's a person, it's but not it's not modifying way. It's, it's not modifying way. It's a genitive, which is dependent on way. Well, you know, just to think politically or hebraically, it's, it's both. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, could, it really could be either or. It's not that one's right or the other. The way of the good um, is the way heal and the itch. It's not that the way is good. The way is good because the good are going that way. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not a scholar of biblical Hebrew. But well, we, all, we all know I'm not. What's interesting about it is it's Derek Hakov. Right. Um, which seems to me a little unusual because exactly. you expect that okay. hey would be in front of Derek as well. Exactly. Okay. Derek Hakov. And here it's just Derek Hakov. Which is why. Way, uh, way of the good. Way of the good. Exactly. Exactly. All right, well, take it. Yeah, because I guess I you can see them pray. Like, Adonai Hakov. Like, the. Beneficent God. Right, it's, good really, God. it's really yeah. he's not the God, he's God. the God of the good, he's the God of everybody. It's not like, it's yeah, not like there's a, a construct, not you wouldn't need right. the Ha modifier on both of them, would you? You what? Would you, would you need the Ha modifier on both of them? If it's an infinitive construct, then. No, this is not an infinitive construct. <laughs> this is a mortal <laughs> This is a mortal one, right? It's not an infinitive construct. <laughs> <laughs> here's, a, uh, here's a reference from Jeremiah 32. Same author, same words. I will give them one heart and one way, that they may fear me forever for their own good and the good of their children after them. And there's all the goods. I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. Good, good. Good. Is everlasting covenant one there to the One way. Is it This is the same author using the same words so that we can get a sense of who he's coming from. So you've got the everlasting as Olam there also. Mm. Okay. okay. Let's move on to. Are we okay? Everybody? Let's move on to rest. Rest is another word that seems odd to me. Barboa. That is not the normal word for rest. Yeah, what's Spanish doing in this? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I thought that was a wine that you could get. This is uh, Shabbat. Shabbat would be a good word for rest, right? Yeah. To stop working, to rest. Or nuach, right? Yeah, um, or even uh, turn to Matthew eleven twenty eight. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Look at Jerry. Doesn't tap with it, but it's just eight. Well, it is amazing. He said twenty eight. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 
Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I will give you rest, right? Come mm. to me who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you think of the same word? The Septuagint did not use anapano, which is what that means. That was not this word. They saw this completely differently. The writers of the Septuagint said, no, no, no. This is not that kind of rest. This is actually a resting place. A resting place for your souls. The Septuagint used agnismas, or uh, the infinitive agnizo, to see where that was used in the apostolic writings. Let's look at two passages. Somebody on this uh, cheap side of the room find John 11.55. John 11.55. On this side of the couch room, Acts 21, 24, and 26. This side, John 11.55. Thank you. That side, Acts 21, 24, and 26. Those chapters. And the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify them. The word purify is the same word that the writers of the Septuagint used for this word. Which should give you an idea of where they thought this passage was coming from. How can you find a resting place for your soul unless you've been purified? purified? Acts chapter 21, verse 24, and verse 26. Cheap seats, over Studious people just tapping on. Anybody? Yeah? Got it? I've already read. Go Them take and purify themselves with them, and be at charges with them, that they may shave their heads, and all may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing. So, for but those of you who weren't in the King James, we're talking mm-hmm. about James pulling Paul aside when he came <coughs> back to Jerusalem and saying, you're not going to believe this, but there's actually guys out there that think that you are teaching that we shouldn't keep the Torah. So, in order that we might dissuade them, we want you to finish your vow and pay for these other guys. Verse 26. Then Paul took the men, and the next day, purifying himself with them, entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification, until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. So, purify. So walk in it and find purity for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Is this, I don't, would this be related in any way to the same way that shalem is used a lot? Like, because that's, that's, linked to peace, but yeah. it's also translated as wholeness, which right. can in turn be linked to like a level of purity or something. Or relationship. I, I get the sense of relationship. But so so rest for your soul, since we want to make it a place. Well, uh, this this is best translated. Resting best place actually place. is what is what Accordant says as well. Yeah. In in conjunction with the with the notion of Passover and X twenty one and yeah. the and the and the festival that's being done there, 
the place, there's only one place that fits that description. If you go through that purification, then you can go into that There's place. only one reason to go through the purification. It's to, to go get to that, into place. that place. And to draw near to that one. So it's it's the Temple Mount. Precisely. Cool. Question? I was going to ask about, it was the same word as used for like sin offerings, which we we talked about it last year. You could probably better translate it as a purification offering. Okay. And if it was, if they used that when Mary gave her turtle dove offering, a purification offering, she yeah, it's not this. Right. Uh, in the in the Hebrew, I could not find this, but here. This is the only place this is used in, in yeah. the Hebrew scriptures. Hmm. Which is what I meant to, to say that, but this one's not the other one because it was in the, the two places I had found in the judges. So yeah, this is it. So now we've got the word path is only used in two or three places in the entire Bible. And the rest is only used here. So already we're getting a very unique and specific description here from Jeremiah. And then finally we go to Saul. right? And you would expect that. And there's nothing special there. It is nephesh, or in uh, in the first uh, use of that, Genesis nine. Genesis nine and verse five. Anybody get that? All the souls they took with them, they converted or something. And for yes, your life, again, Genesis nine. Nine five. Nine five. And for your life blood, I will require a reckoning from nine. every from every beast. I will require it from every man. From his fellow man, I will. Require a reckoning for the life of man. You can't kill anybody. Lifeblood is that same. No. In the apostolic scriptures, it's suke. Suke. Soul. This is soul. Psyche. So, Ahmad. Stand. Ra'a. Sha'al. Olam. Everlasting. Or forever. Derek. Wayne. Tob. Margoa. Netiva. Nefesh. Soul. Halak. Matzah. And Derek. Questions on these words? Let's see if we can put it together and come up with some, some things. Joshua. Joshua. Hi, Joshua. <laughs> Jeremiah taking in context as a singular message that he's trying to tell the people. They don't want to hear this message and they end up throwing him in a slimy pit. What's the message? Repent is in fact the word. He really has a repent or else. <laughs> message. Well, repent or else is it's always, always the message. The message yeah. of repent, right? Yeah, so he wants them to repent. He wants them to turn to the ancient paths, to find where the way of the good is, that they might find a resting place in relationship with Hashem as they draw near to him for their souls. And what is their response? Because this is only... Jeremiah 6, 16, A! Huh? What's B? 
they did not. They said we will not. No, we're not doing it. <laughs> what, is, what was Jeremiah's response in 16c? Morons! No, that's, that's not there. I, I made that up. <laughs> that's the JCV, the Joe's colloquial version. That's right. So, now I'd like to just take what words we've looked at, what we've learned here, what the message appears to be, and see if it's consistent with other scriptures that we've seen. Here's, here's uh, one that I thought of in Matthew 7, 7. This should seem consistent with the first part of the verse, right? Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. These are the same words that Jeremiah used. And I'm convinced that the Master had this in mind. That was these words. Jeremiah 18.15. This is the same author, same words. But my people, oi, have forgotten me. They make offerings to false gods. They made them stumble in their ways. Remember, it's not the good way, it's the way of the good ones. Their ways. In the ancient roads. And to walk into side roads, byways, not the highway, just as Rick brought up earlier. the judges. Same kind of deal. Jeremiah is saying these, they just they just don't care. John, um, you mentioned in, in your Matthew eleven twenty eight one verse later, to stick my yoke upon me and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. I'm actually going to close the class. Right? Oh. Okay. It's there. This, this, this is exactly where I'm coming from. Exactly. Good. It reminds me a little bit. We're talking about rest for your souls. Um, reminds me of James chapter 1 uh, verses mm -hmm. 5 through 7 where it says, but if any man any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives yeah. to all generously and without reproach and will be given to him, but he must ask in faith without any doubting, but the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind, but that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways, exactly and right. it reminds me, I mean it's the same concept you have in Isaiah with like, um those who mind are set on the Lord have rest, they have peace. Right, right, exactly. Good. Here in heaven, this is Solomon, right? The temple dedication. Here in heaven, and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel, when you teach them the good way in which they should walk. That verse is so important. It's actually in the Bible verbatim twice, both in 1 Kings 8 and 2 Chronicles 6. In 1 Kings 8, um, the beginning of it is, uh, he said to the people, and in 2 Chronicles, I think he said of the Gentiles or something like that. There's just a very slight variation. The rest of this is all like that. Master said in Matthew eleven twenty nine, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find 
A resting place? Or at least rest for your souls. So this is a consistent message throughout the scripture that an offer is being made by God. And the end result is not rest for your body, but for your soul. And it's not just rest as in stop laboring, but it implies a resting place. And I would submit that we've got a message of the gospel, if you will, in this. I put together my own version, just trying to emulate it, you know. <laughs> Stand up and look around you and seek God. Ask for the words of old, spoken by the Holy One, blessed is He, that teach of the way of the good. Walk in these, His ways, and you will find a resting place for your soul. That's what I think Jeremiah was trying to say to the people of his day. Right about here. And their answer? We all do. And they were taken into captivity. None of us like to think that we're going the wrong way. Unless, unless it's obviously that we're in sin, then usually it takes very little to, well, I shouldn't say it that way, but often it takes very little to, once the blinders come off, it's like, oh wow, I can't believe I was involved in that. Right. But a lot of us, we, we may not realize that we're actually on a way that's not the way. Yeah. Um, and it seems that the first step here maybe is maybe not the most important step, but it's very important for us to actually come to the conclusion of repentance. And it's the first word, Hamad. To stand means you have to stop. Exactly. You have to examine. You have to wonder. Um, and that's why Jeremiah's caution here, his warning was was really their opportunity that they, they blew because he told them clearly, if you'll just stop for a moment and consider this. Consider. Um, so maybe it's something we need to often do. Um, if, if you are praying daily, and you are praying Amidah, then you have opportunity in Amidah every day to consider, where is my way? Where, where am I walking? Am I, am I running in the wrong direction and think that I'm, everything's fine? And if, if not, it's my opportunity to stop, stand, exactly. and, and, and wait for a moment to see if I'm actually in the Ancient past. Okay. I, I'm reminded of when I, I would teach young people what the word repent meant. In English, it, it has a sense of turning around, right? You're going to stop following a particular direction and go in what is almost always an opposite direction. And I liken it to going out to the driveway to get in your car, and just as you get to the car, you realize. I don't think I have my keys with me. What do you do? You stopped, you look around, and you turn around. That's repentance. And I think Rick's exactly right. It's not a one-time deal. It's an ever-present checking, as I'm sure we do in the airplanes as we're traveling, right, to make sure we're on the right azimuth and the vector's correct. Yes, sir. Well, I think also, 
I mean, just to take your translation here and develop, really begs the question that, okay, what exactly are the words of old? What is the way of the good that can be taught? If we can walk in that way, that presumes it's something that can, at the very least, be emulated. So what is it? And, and I think the punchline, at least in my view, punchline here is Torah. I don't think there's any question. Um, but I would I would say that these ancient paths are only ancient because a lot of people in the past have walked to them. And it, right. it almost speaks of the patriarchs and their walk and the way that they walked. And yeah, I mean Psalm 119.105 is almost unique in the, in the wording of that to say that it's his word that is providing the light to the good ones who are taking that path, provided you believe that David was one of the good ones. Uh, sort of bounce off of that, uh, Psalm 1, blesses man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the sea of scoffers. scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law or Torah, he meditates day and night, and it goes on and uses very similar language. Yeah. It's, it's cool that this ends with the, the purpose, almost, it's saying, of the Torah is so that you find the resting place for your soul. But isn't, isn't that the purpose? Well, but I was going to say, I, I usually don't think of it that way. Usually I'm thinking, if somebody was to ask, what's the purpose of all that? It's like, well, obeying God and, and bringing glory to his name throughout all the earth. And it's very here and now yeah. that this is really looking out long term yeah. and at the, the final goal. And isn't that what the Master said? I came that they might have life! And that more of a... But, but not to get not to get too, you know, mystical here. Yes, but, you are. <laughs> Go for it. But to find a resting place, and when I hear mm. the place, I immediately think of Amakon, which is to say circumlocution. The whole, the, the whole place we are ultimately looking for is Him, right? Mm -hmm. To be in mm -hmm. His presence. So if you walk in these ancient paths, you ultimately find Hamakon. There is. That's exactly um, coming back to uh, what Mr. Upton was saying about you know what the way is, Solomon says this repeatedly in Proverbs. Just one example, he says, My son, observe the commandment, the mitzvah of your father. Do not forsake the teaching, the Torah of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart, tie them around your neck, and when you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will wash up over you, and when you wake, they will talk to you. So the commandment, the mitzvah is a lamp, and the teaching, the Torah, is the light and reproofs for discipline are the way of life. You know the toughest part of putting this slide thing together? <laughs> Not putting the entire Bible on every slide. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's why it was so important that you be able to follow along and give input. So I close with the words of Isaiah 2 3 and Micah chapter 4 and verse 2. Again, another completely duplicated passage. This time, not in parallel books. Many nations, this is the one that has nations and people. Many nations shall come and say, come, 
the school of to the mountain of the yeah. to the house of the God of Jacob that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word the Lord from Jerusalem and that sort of flies in the face of those uh, both in Judaism and in Christianity that would argue um, the paths for our own for Jews. Exactly. Because this is clearly speaking to right. religions. So um, in Isaiah 2.3 it has many people shall come. In Micah it says many nations goyim shall come. But it is clearly parallel passages because that's the only word in which they do. You bet. If, if you want to argue there's a difference there. Same Torah. Same God. Same path. Amen. 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 Sure. At the beginning of this you said uh, this is something that the church is part of the Jeremiah verses. The, the church seems to use it or talk about it a lot. Uh, I, w- I was flabbergasted when I when I hit the internet to see what was out there, I was overwhelmed with the number of sermons, commentaries, pictures, all about how wonderful it is that there's these ancient paths and pick the good way and all that. Okay, kind that's of what stuff. I was going to ask. It's like, uh, so what did that kind of sum up as saying? Because I know in the last three years at Calvary, when I, at Calvary Church, they had there was a lot of new songs with ancient paths, yeah. ancient ways that they're yeah. singing that this stuff. And so anyway, what was what kind of summation did you get from all that? Yeah, and, um, and maybe how how conservative theology. I, I can I can tell you that everything I read pretty much had the same ring to it, which was the patriarchs of our faith we're walking a certain path to God and we should walk that path but it was anemic because it ended there and then got spiritualized but who are the patriarchs? Augustine no 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 no. the ones that I were reading were truly saying the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob but there were no specifics about it you know we just talked about it the other couple weeks ago how we, the uh, patriarchs are always lauded as having kept the Torah, even though it hadn't been formally given on the, on the mountain yet. They're lauded for keeping it. But what was their whole life about? Obedience and faithfulness to the one who called them. Because they had a relationship with him. That part seemed to be completely missing from what I saw from the church writings. It was more of, I think Rick put this in one of his recent Bereans online, a couple of verses as a launching pad to convince you to either feel good or change some thoughts for the rest of the week. Rather than to say, well, hang on a second. According to both of these prophets, Isaiah and Micah, God himself has ways and paths. Not just the good people. The good people seem to find his path. They seem to practice his ways. 
And when Messiah walked on the earth, he practiced those. So if we emulate him, an Orthodox rabbi, one would think that we would at least find that path. Good question. Yes. On that question, I did ask that a while ago, and Christianity today, not the magazine, um, <laughs> <laughs> page 49. There was a great article. <laughs> <laughs> Christianity today, sadly, is in a state of crisis because this teaching, not necessarily in, in quoting this verse, but conceptually has been used in the past decade or so uh, among the Christians, particularly uh, the younger generation of folks who are dis disenchanted by the church, and so they're trying to go back to what they think are the ancient past, ancient past. but they only go back to the monks or the Puritans or particularly something in church history that they can latch on to. Exactly right. Uh, so back to Augustine and and it becomes very as as you mentioned anemic when they're trying to grasp onto something that is tangible, but they're only able to go back to the thirteenth century and they're trying to bring up these traditions to find meaning to their Christian life, not realizing that there's well, actually a whole host. But they can't realize it because they're in that theological framework it's, of systematic the theology that right. says the Torah does not apply today. And Therefore, that path can't be there. The, the way of the good cannot include obedience to the Torah. Even, even that, even some folks say the Torah is viable, We've seen that there are people who say the Torah is viable in my own understanding, of exactly. it, which is all doesn't fix the problem at all. Precisely, it's exactly what Taylor's saying. In a postmodern Christianity, American Christianity, particularly, but the Western world, postmodern is simply looking for what isn't postmodern, and the best example of that is my grandparents' Christianity. Right. Or my great grandparents' right. Christianity. Right. What Those I have old is crap. Hymns, you know, I need to go back. Let's stop singing the praise songs. Yes. Let's go back to the hymn book. Yeah. You know, and theologically, it's the same way. And unfortunately, what they're doing is they're exchanging something that is tepid for something that is that is actually poisonous. They're going back to a theology that actually is ultimately anti-Semitic and directs them away from the good way. I would, I would not only agree with you, but argue that the Protestant Reformation did exactly the same thing. Exactly. We don't like what we're seeing here. We're buying favor from God? I just don't think so. I don't think we should do that. The problem so was we want to reject today's expression right. of the faith and go back. The problem have, is you, have you ever identified. looked at those 95 theses? I use that to fall asleep. I read those when I can't fall asleep. <laughs> the 95 theses are so weak. What about the 197 other theses that should have been on the door? He was yeah. still a good Catholic at that point. He was a good Catholic at that point. And he was excited that the Jews might actually step up. Then he got pretty anti-Semitic. <laughs> Okay, we'll burn this <laughs> but, I, but I also think, you know, just I think it's important for us to 
realize that uh, much of what is called the Messianic movement is primarily Messianic Christianity. Yes. Exactly. Christianity that has a Messianic flavor. Right. It's not Messianic Judaism. Right. You know, there's no Judaism really associated with it at all. That's right. In fact, they would view Judaism as kind of being something well, Right. Uh, so the vast majority of messianics are just Christians with people. You bet. I mean, not or, or Baptist with its elite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going so, the right direction. They, they identify the problem. Time, they right just there. have not agreed on the fixed solution. solution. On the fix. That's and exactly right. So my point tonight is this: How are you going to describe yourselves to other men? For your younger men, that was specifically phrased because I don't think you should describe yourself at all to women. Write <laughs> <laughs> that one down. How are you going to describe yourself to other men who say, "I'm, I'm curious about your faith. I'm, I don't, I don't think I get it." So, you're wearing a keep or you're wearing zitzit, or you're worshiping on on the seventh day whatever it may be, something has raised their antenna towards you. What's your response? Oh, I'm, I'm a Christian. It's okay. You don't have to evangelize me. Is that really the way you're starting out? <laughs> or can you now start to use a little bit of scripture? Huh? I found the ancient paths. Those are the paths that the patriarchs walk. Right. To rest for my soul. It's funny, I actually had an opportunity to do that on Shabbat. Uh, uh, I was approached by three Mormons, and you know they were evangelizing to me, and I I ended up just kind of turning them around, and well, is it? No, no. <laughs> I was just trying to turn everything up, and they were asking me back on them. I was like, "Well, how come you're not celebrating the festivals?" I mean, if, I mean, I was asking them all the right questions. That's exactly what we wanted to do. That's exactly right. I had the Jehovah's Witnesses come to the door yesterday, and I happened to be wearing my my leather holsters with my bot on this side and two. <laughs> Extra magazines on this side. Of course. White shirt. <laughs> Bing pong. So I ran over there, opened the door, and there's this woman. And she's got a lighthouse track or something like that. And she says, Hi. I want you to know that's a great way to start some religious conversation. <laughs> Do you want to meet your mate? No. <laughs> I, I want to encourage you. You have something so special. You have found the ancient paths. You are walking the way of the good ones. You read about it and you hear these guys talking about these, these old, old sages and how awesome they were and how wonderful their lives were. And what are they telling you? They're telling you about the way of the good ones. Not the good way. The way of the good ones. We have such an exciting story. 
don't hide it under a bushel. Talk about it to people. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Lose a friend. You lose a friend. You lose a job. Well, if you lose, a, if you lose a friend, losing a life is going to come. We already know that. At least practice before you get there. <laughs> Everybody's going to die. You might as well die for something. Ten out of ten die. I know that for sure. What are you waiting for? We're not up to the death part yet. Start sharing it. You may actually have somebody say, you're kidding. I never, never thought about it like that. Yeah, I guess... I guess Abraham will be in the world to come. Yeah, well, well, surely David will be in the world to come. Yeah. You think, you think David walked this same path? How about Jacob? Isaac? You think he got off that altar thing and said, Dad, this is a little bit over the top. I'm heading to university. I'll be back in a while. I'm not sure I like this. It's the Bene Brith that I'm into. So he's going to eat sheep. I'm going to go study until I'm ready for a girlfriend. Yeah. You've got a special opportunity in history. And I can't tell you. I mean, Greg said it at the apartment. Greg said it at the bat mitzvah. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if Rick says it at the bar mitzvah. No pressure. You guys are going to change the world. You will not change diddly squat if you keep your mouth shut. Share who you are. Share your walk. Don't hide it. You don't want to wear a zitzi? Tuck them. Wear a kippah. You don't want to wear a kippah? Wear a hat. But talk about it. Just keeping the commandments when you are at home, hiding them when you are at work and at Harris Teeter and whatever, makes you seem like a Murano without the meaning. The Muranos were the hidden Jews in Spain. During the persecution and the Inquisition. Now, guys... If I'm actually up standing here convincing you to share your faith publicly while they're throwing some of us on the rack, tearing out our insides and stretching parts that we didn't want stretched, fine. Call me an idiot. But right now, what are you waiting for? Come on. If the Messianics out there are leaning towards Christianity rather than towards Judaism, who do you think has an open door to sway them the other way? The Catholics? But don't be like those other Messianics out there who will wear a keeper out, who will wear a zitzit out, and do to nothing to squat in the home, and, uh, and, and, right. and give a false impression, and, and have, or, and, when really their, their lives in the, at home are kind of, they're vague, and, or they're, they're void of Judaism, they're void of Mm-hmm. Where there's 
we, we hold one another accountable to a certain degree there. The, the bottom line is, I'm concerned. I'm not concerned for you. I'm concerned for everybody else. If the signs in the heavens are correct, we have an amazing time coming up with this year and next. Something dramatic has got to happen in or for or to Israel in 2014. Has to. No two ways about it. Don't you want to be a part of that? Even you're next. On Jonathan's point, um, if you're going to wear a kippah and tzitzit, not only be consistent in the home, be consistent walking about. Don't walk into a non-kosher restaurant and order a ham and cheese sandwich. Do that anyway. Yeah, if you're ordering a ham and cheese sandwich, I'd like you to see me after class anyway. Okay, whether you're or not. Or or just be consistent, knowing that you are representing the ancient paths. Amen. And knowing that there's and all the men who walk on the way of the good. Well, and that like, really goes to the way that you present yourself. I mean, you know, what you order at the restaurant is perhaps much less important than how you order at the restaurant. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Yeah, the other the other thing too. Your comments were largely just that I. Largely directed towards our witness to uh, primarily not believers, but primarily Christians too. Absolutely. But I think we also have to really start asking ourselves, what is our witness to Jews? Because the opportunity that we have is to stand in mm-hmm. in in the middle and. Because while we can learn a ton from Judaism, who has, by and large, kept and preserved the ancient past for our benefit, we also have something very, very precious mm-hmm. that Judaism needs to right. learn from us. Mm-hmm. So we you also got to earn start, the right to say right, but we also need to start asking ourselves: How are we interacting with them? Or are we? Are we making any efforts um, to interact with them on any level? Because uh, our tendency is to, um, at least in my view, our tendency is to gravitate towards, you know, towards Christians because we're confident in our view of our understanding of Scripture relative to theirs. And we can speak their language because many of us came from that background. We're less confident when we when we're moving the other direction, right? But we got to start moving that direction, right? Mm-hmm. Mind you, because we have to start engaging both communities. You better know your stuff, though. That's true. Yeah, I teach my kids never argue Messiah with a rabbi. That means that everyone in this room should be able to argue Messiah with a rabbi. <laughs> I was just gonna when you were you were speaking, it just reminded me of a passage from my Rebbe, or also known as Yeshua, or the Master King of Kings or of Lords. Um Matthew chapter five, verse thirteen, you are salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how 
Shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet or under the feet of men in another version. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill, not to be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that you may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven, in a crooked and perverse generation, as you always remind us. He's quoting Moses. When you keep my commandments, those people will see and glorify your Father in heaven by saying, who are these people that have such a God, such a wonderful God, that they gave him them these great and wonderful commandments. The blessing when the rabbis leave the study hall, I've been able to tell, it doesn't really melt your butt, it doesn't blow up your skirt, it doesn't really do anything for you. So I have rewritten it in modern English that you might be blessed. Blown away. Yeah. It's like somebody blessing you in Latin and you're like, thank you, Father. My brother plays almost better than your father. <laughs> Everybody get off the ground. <laughs> 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 All right. When the Tzadikim take leave of each other at the study hall of Rav Yosef, <laughs> they would say one to the other, you shall see your children's children come to faith. And your end shall be with a life of the world to come. And your faith will affect the hope of many generations. May your heart ponder and achieve understanding of Torah. May your mouth speak wisdom to everyone you meet. And may your tongue bring forth song as you praise the Holy One. Blessed is He. May you have the self-control to have your eyes look straight before you. May your eyes be enlightened by the light of Torah, and may your face shine like the brightness of the sky. May your lips utter knowledge, your heart rejoice in righteousness, and your feet run to hear the words of the ancient of days. Amen! Amen! Amen. Amen. That was pretty cool. Mm.